Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider is going to share the profound reasons behind our existence. It's only human to want what we want. But here's the question. Is life supposed to be about chasing our own desires? Well, today, Rabbi Schneider, he's going to answer that question, and he reminds us the scriptures whisper this amazing truth to us. We are intricately crafted by a master artist. God created us for a purpose. To jot down some notes for this lesson, make sure to head on over to our website, and you'll find our study guide at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now let's jump in as Rabbi unveils the truth about the mysteries of creation. We're digging deep into the book of Bereshit, which is the Hebrew word for the book of Genesis. It's truth that many have not heard, and it absolutely can change your life. I'm looking here at verse number nine. We're looking at the process of the mystery of creation. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Now go back to verse number two with me. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was moving over the surface of the deep. Now listen, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So once again, verse two, the earth still had not been formed. It was void, it was empty, it was chaotic. It was a wasteland, it had not yet appeared. It was only in the mind of God. It hadn't taken on physical dementiality yet. But what we find here in verse number nine is that the waters below the heavens were gathered into one place. And then when the Lord gathered the waters into the one place, from there, the dry land appeared. So in the beginning in verse number two, all we see is the darkness and the spirit of the Lord is moving over the surface of the water. No earth as we know it today. But then in verse number nine, God gathers all the water together and then out of the water, the dry land appears. Listen to verse number 10. God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. Let's read it together one more time and then we're gonna continue on. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Now listen, if you think about this and consider the fact that mankind was formed from the earth, in other words, as we look at the creation of the earth, it tells us how we were created because we were created from the dust of the earth. We read, for example, in the book of Genesis, chapter number two, that man was formed from the dust of the earth. We read that from dust we came and from dust will return. We were created from the dust of the earth. So the history of the world's formation speaks to us because it contains within it our formation as well. When you consider now that the dry land in verse number nine and 10 appeared out of the water, and you consider the fact that that is a type and shadow of your formation, consider also, beloved one, that you came out of the water. Before you appeared in the world, where were you? You were hidden 
and surrounded in the water of your mother's womb. You too were birthed out of the water. Women that have delivered before know that phrase, the water broke. What does that mean? The water that encased your little one that was in your womb, it broke. And when that water broke, your little one was about to be delivered and to appear. So that water, listen now, becomes the womb of creation. The earth was brought forth out of the water. Once again, God said the waters below were gathered to one place. And then in verse number 10, and then got brought forth out of the water, the dry land that he called it earth. So out of the water, the dry land came forth. The water was the womb of the earth, right? Out of the water, the earth came. And you and I came out of the water of our mother's womb. So water is the womb of God's creation. That is why we're to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. Jesus said, he that believes and has been baptized shall be saved. Why are we baptized in the water in the name of Jesus in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Why do we go into the water? Because when we go into the water, beloved ones, and then listen, come out of that water, the concept is, is that we've been born again. The water has become, once again, the womb of our new birth. We go under the water, our old life passes away, it's buried. We come out of the water, once again, born again. The water is the womb of creation. And so it's a beautiful thought to understand that those of you that have been baptized, when you went into the water, your old life was buried, then you came out of the water. Listen now, birthed a new creation, the water once again being the womb of creation, a brand new creature. And this is the way that Father wants us to live as brand new creations, alive to Him, living our lives to Him, putting Him first, loving Him first. We're brand new creations. Now, I'm excited to move forward and get to the portion that I've been so much looking forward to dwelling into with you. We're gonna move forward now, and now I wanna get to the main point. Why did God create us? We've looked at the process, we've made application from the process, now we're gonna get to the main theme. Go with me now to the 26th and 27th verse of this same chapter, Bereshit or Genesis chapter one. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. God made the world for man. He told man, I want you to rule over it. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth. So God made the world for man. But why did God make man? The world was made for us, but the bigger question is, why did God make us? Why? Hear me very carefully. God made you because he wants to share himself with you. Now that might at first hearing not strike you as forcefully as I want it to. So let's take a step back a bit. Have you ever felt really good about yourself in your life? Most of you had. There's been times in your life you just had really high self-esteem. And when you had really high self-esteem, didn't you love everybody? 
I remember, for example, during my days of wrestling as an athlete in high school where I felt there wasn't anybody that I couldn't beat. I just felt on top of the world. I felt like I was on my way to attaining what I was seeking to attain in that sport. I loved everybody and I wanted everybody to feel just like I did. I felt so good about myself. I felt so fulfilled. I felt so happy. And the outflow of that, of feeling so good about myself was this, I wanted everybody to feel just like me. In other words, I wanted them to feel great. I wanted them to feel like they're the best. And when you feel good about yourself, you want other people to feel good about themselves. When you feel overflowing, you want to share that with other people. Now consider that in relationship to our creator. God is so, I mean, there's no way to describe this adequately, obviously. He's so fulfilled. He is complete. He's fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of victory. I mean, he is everything, but there's one thing that he needed. He needed somebody, listen, to share himself with. Now, don't misunderstand me. God's complete. But there was a desire in God's heart to share himself with somebody. He felt so fulfilled and so complete and so overflowing. What he wanted, beloved, was to give himself to somebody else. He wanted other people to share in what he is and what he has. He wanted other people to share in his peace. He wanted somebody to share his joy with. He wanted somebody to share in his victory. He wanted other people to feel what he feels. He wanted somebody to experience what he's experiencing. He's overflowing with the giving nature. He is by nature a giver. And so God created man in his image because he was looking for somebody to give himself to. So God created you and I, listen now, to be receivers. That's why the church is called the bride of Christ. In Revelation, the church is the bride of Christ. Why are we called the bride? Because the bride's the receiver. It's the man that impregnates the wife and she receives the sperm. In the same way, the church is made to receive the spirit of the living God. But we have to be in a posture of receiving to be able to receive him. The scripture says that the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro across the earth, looking for somebody who is in a posture to receive him so he can show himself strong in their life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and we're excited to be celebrating Partner Month. Now let's take a moment to share some encouraging testimonies that Rabbi has prepared just for you. Beloved, I'm an evangelist, and I love it when I can reach Jewish people with the gospel. I recently received this testimony from a Jewish person. Born Jewish, I love listening to Rabbi. I'm learning that Jesus is Jewish and not just for Gentiles. Thank you, Rabbi. I received Jesus. I mean, I don't know, that just melts my heart. Here's another one. We were in Israel ministering to 500 Jewish people that didn't know the Lord. Here's the testimony that we got from one of those that were there. Honestly, how do I express this? I just started crying. I feel him with my heart. I want to thank you, my monthly partners, and know that without your love and financial support, I wouldn't have received any of these testimonies. 
Amen. And if this has touched you, please consider partnering with us. And now let's get back to the message once again. God created you and I in His own image because He made us to receive Him. But in order to receive Him, we have to be in the right posture. The scripture says to as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become the children of God. But again, we have to be in a posture to fully receive, to be lifted up into a union with Him, to experience what He wants us to experience. And He wants us to experience pleasure. How do we know that God wants us to experience His pleasure? Well, let me ask you this. Have you had a good meal in the last several days? Slow down and taste the next meal that you eat. Doesn't it taste good? Why does God give us the ability to experience the taste of sweet? Why does God give us the ability to enjoy our food? Because God's a God of pleasure. Why does God give us the ability to look at his creation and see his beauty, to see the flowers, the sunset, the birds? Because God's a God of pleasure. He wants us to experience his glory and his pleasure. Why does God give us the ability to experience the joy of sexual unity between a husband and a wife? Because God's a God of pleasure. He wants you to feel good. He wants to fulfill you and I. He wants us to feel great and marvelous. He wants to fill us with himself. He is the God of pleasure. But in order for him to do that, we have to be in a place where there's an open channel in our life to receive him. Jesus spoke about this in John chapter 14, verse 21 and 23. He said this. He said, if you love me and keep my word, I'm going to reveal myself to you. And my father and I are going to come and make our home in you. In other words, Jesus said, if you put yourself in a posture where you create an opening in your life by loving me and obeying me, you're going to have put yourself in a posture where the Father and I are going to come and make our home in you. We're going to reveal ourselves to you. You're going to be brought into unity with us and you're going to experience everything that I died for you to experience. My joy, my peace, my pleasure, divine satisfaction. So the Holy Spirit will be bubbling up within you and you'll hunger and thirst no more. Beloved, the mystery of creation. Why were you and I created? Because God wanted somebody to share himself with. That's why we're here. He wants us to feel good. He wants us to experience what he's experiencing. He wants us to experience his love and refreshment, his peace and his power. He created us to give us himself. But you and I have a will. We have to choose to put him first. And when we do, he's going to do for us what he did for Abraham. He said to Abraham, Abraham, because you obeyed me, I'm going to greatly bless you, he said. And he said, I am your reward. God himself is to be your reward. Will you love God and put yourself in a posture to receive him? When you do, I can promise you this. He will make you extremely happy. The scripture says, he that puts their hope on him will not be disappointed. Understand your purpose. Our purpose is that we were created by the creator because the creator wanted someone to share himself with. He wants to impart himself to you. He wants to impart his nature to you through his son, through the Lord Jesus. 
If you will put yourself in a posture and put him first in your life, everything that you ever desired is going to be fulfilled in God's way. And you're going to be more satisfied than you ever dreamed possible. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard. And never has it even entered into the heart of man the things that God, our creator, has prepared for those that love him. Beloved, he's waiting for you. The Spirit of God is hovering over your life, just waiting for you to love Him and put Him first so He can speak into you and say, let there be light. What a great message. We pray that you were blessed today by what was shared. And now Cynthia, Rabbi Schneider's wife, is going to join him in the studio, and they're gonna share some closing thoughts on today's message. Wow, if that message doesn't give you hope, I don't know what will. Because you know what? That message, it could take a person that's having a rainy day and suddenly the sun comes out when we understand that there's a God, beloved, who is light and there's no words to even describe how awesome he is. I mean, there's no words that even come close and he wants to share himself with us. Amen. Awaken our souls, Lord. Awaken ourselves to you. You know, I think about Adam and Eve in the garden and and before they took of the apple, took of the tree of knowledge, that, that they were in a place where all they knew was experiencing God and all his pleasures were just so alive inside of them. And that's what he's calling us back into yeah. is that enriched life of just experiencing the pleasures of God. Amen. Even better because, you know, Adam, he walked with God in the cool of the day in the garden. But what Adam and Eve didn't have they didn't have the Holy Spirit residing inside them. They weren't born again. So we now, as those that have been redeemed through the blood of Messiah, we actually have potential to experience the glory of God in a much greater way than even Adam and Eve did because of the Holy Spirit that bubbles up inside us. It's incredible. It is, it is. It's amazing how God can take something like sin and transform it into an even greater beauty of himself inside of us, that he's, he's making containers inside of us that are equipped to hold the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of his presence. I know, you know, Paul, in reference to what you're saying, how incredible this is, that God had this plan. Paul, in speaking about sin and how man had fallen and then the redemption that comes through Yeshua, he said, who can understand his ways? You know, God is so, beyond our ability to understand. And the pleasure that he wants to give you and I, the scripture says, is beyond anything that we can even dream of. You know, my favorite scripture, or one of my favorite scriptures, I quoted in the message today, John 14, 21 and 23, where Yeshua said this. He said, if you'll love me, if you'll put me first in your life, if you'll keep my word and make me your purpose for living, he said, what's gonna happen as a result of that is you're gonna know the love of God in your life. My Father and I will reveal ourselves to you, will manifest ourselves to you. God will become a living experience, not just something that you read about in the Bible or hear a preacher preach about, but God himself will make himself real to you. And then Yeshua went on to say, and we will come, my Father and I will come and make our home in inside you. You know what it's like to find God inside you? It's like you can go anywhere in the world 
and you'll always be at home because God himself has made his home in you and you live in him. Beloved, these truths that I'm proclaiming today, this is not religion, this is reality. And I encourage you, if you've never made Jesus your Lord, do it right now, you won't regret it. Amen. We're unlocking the divine purpose behind our existence. And you're listening to international evangelist and author Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. He's standing by with a personal word for our radio audience just after this. And well, the book of Genesis, it's not just a history lesson. It helps us to understand how to follow God's ways. And yet the sad truth is, It's a vital guide, and it remains largely unexplored by so many people today. But viewing scripture through the proper lens, it not only enriches our lives, it also strengthens our faith. And that's the reason that we've created a treasury of messianic content just for you to explore. It's available online, and you can dive into this resource and so much more when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And as you embark on this path of discovery, we invite you to join with us this year as we continue to share the good news of Jesus. You know, your faithful partnership, it's about more than just sending in your financial support each month. It's about sharing the burden to see men and women from all over the world come into a relationship with King Jesus. Rabbi? The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when I think about fearing God, one of the areas that strikes me is, am I willing to honor the Lord with my finances? Now, I know some are probably objecting. Well, as believers, we don't have to fear the Lord. I'm talking about having a holy reverence for God and treating Him as holy. When we treat God as holy in our life, we're gonna put Him first in our finances. Beloved, I just wanna ask you, if you believe that I'm authentic, that this ministry's authentic, that it's helping you, I wanna ask you to open your heart to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to speak to you regarding sowing a financial gift into this ministry so that we can continue to do the work that God's calling us to do. When you sow your financial gifts into discovering the Jewish Jesus, you're gonna reap a reward from all the fruit that this ministry's gaining. And so if God is leading you to become a monthly partner this year, then give us a call right now. The number is 800-777-7835. Or you can sign up to give a monthly donation from the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just click the donate button in the middle of the home screen. And you can also send your contribution in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or you can automate your gift each month online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And as a token of our appreciation for your gift, we'll send you our engaging and insightful newsletter, along with an encouraging word from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia. And now here's Rabbi Schneider to speak a sacred and holy blessing over us before we close today. In the book of Numbers chapter six, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh <laughs> 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains why God is all that we need. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.